Hey guys, welcome back to Reclaim Victory Podcast, where we reclaim the victory we have through Jesus Christ. I am terribly sorry we have been gone for so long, but we are finally back. Alright, so much has happened in the past few months, between school getting crazy, needing to find ways to make money, Getting a trial run as a youth pastor at a church near where I live, I mean, that was that's a huge God thing right there. Becoming an audiobook narrator to start making money from home, which is phenomenal and another godsend, because now I can work that around school and ministry and the podcast and all of this, and it just, it all comes together so perfectly. God is so amazing, and on that note, There's something that's been on my heart that I really want to talk about, and that's really how Jesus lived his life and how the early church was. Because looking around today, I see Christians who have great ideas. I see people who are going to church every week, being what your typical good Christian is. And spitting out these awesome ideas that they think we should do, but nobody ever does them. And I won't say nobody ever does them, but it's not very often that you hear of people actually doing them. It's all talk, no action, all bark, no bite. So my question for you to think about as we talk through this today is really just, are you all bark and no bite? Are you one of those people that only talks things through and doesn't actually implement them? Or find ways and other people that will implement them for you if you don't know how to implement them? So let's pray. Lord, we come to you today and just... I pray that you speak through me, that this isn't me speaking, that it is all you, Lord. And I know this is a touchy subject, God, but please open the hearts of the listeners and just allow them to hear your voice through this. Allow them to understand that a change needs to be made today. A change needs to be made in the culture of Christianity today, where we stop sitting and start doing. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for all you've done for us. For sending your son to die on the cross, for raising him from the dead, because if that didn't happen, then we would not be praising your name every day. God, let this episode of Reclaim Victory Podcast just touch the lives of people and inspire them to actually go out and start doing, and stop sitting. Lord, we love you, and in your name we pray. Amen. Alright, so first things first. We're going to need to start off with the Great Commission. This is one of the most significant things in the Gospels. This is the command that Jesus gave to the disciples and subsequently gave to us, because as Christians, we are disciples of Christ. We are followers of Christ. See, here in the Great Commission, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth 
has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. All right. Here? Man, there's so much stuff here. So, that was my shoulder. Popped, okay. So, at the very beginning of this, Jesus claims, basically, he's claiming he's God. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He is God. He controls the heavens and the earth. And because of this, he's sending the command to the disciples to therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Now, what is a disciple that's a Christ follower, right? Okay. So what does it mean to be a disciple? Well, not only is a disciple someone who follows Christ's teachings and has a relationship with Christ, He's someone who does what Christ did. Going out and healing the sick. Going out and helping the broken and hurt and abused and those who are far from God. Searching for them and reaching them where they were at. Then it goes into baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So this is going through and saying, Hey, once you get them to be my disciple, once you get them to believe in me, my death and resurrection, go and baptize them. Go and get them baptized to be the public declaration of their faith and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. What is obedience? Obedience is the compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another's authority. Okay. So he's saying, teaching them to comply, teaching them to follow everything Jesus had commanded them. So, what did he command them? Well, not only did he command them to go out and make disciples of all nations, the Great Commission, but throughout the scriptures, there are quite a few other things that he commanded them to do, or to repent to turn completely 180 away from what you were doing that missed the mark of God. So that's the first thing. Teaching the people that you were going out and making disciples of to repent of what they were doing. How often do you see churches nowadays saying, oh, 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 it's, it's okay to be doing what you're doing. I mean, the Bible says that you're forgiven, so... Doing that sin's okay, right? No, not at all. Jesus called people to repent, to turn 180 from their sins, to stop doing their sins and follow him. And that's the second one, is following Christ, becoming fishers of men. See, when we follow Christ, we automatically become fishers of men. And one of our jobs that we have to prioritize is going out and becoming that. Going out and getting people to believe in Christ. Whether that's in your job, whether that's in school, whether that's in 
just your daily life when you're out on the streets. We have to be fishers of men. We have to go out and do. We can't just sit back and be like, Oh, I pray God brings people to my church. Oh, I pray people get saved. Oh, Lord, please heal these people for their sinning. No, that's our job. We have to go out and do. We are the hands and feet of Christ, right? If we are the hands and feet of Christ, if we're the mouth of Christ, if we're the eyes here on earth, we have to go out and do these things. Yes, we must pray for them. We must pray for the broken. We must pray for those who have strayed. But what is faith without action? And that's something we'll get into after this, after a couple more things. But start thinking, what is faith without action? Another one is, command that Jesus gave is, let your light shine. How many of us go around and don't let our light shine? We put it under a cover so no one else can see it. But that's not what Jesus said to do. He said to let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matthew 5.16 So is that saying, sit in a church building, sing three, maybe four songs, listen to a 30-minute sermon, complain about being hungry, oh, you haven't had lunch yet, big whoop, going out to lunch, eating, going home, and not doing anything remotely of what Christ has asked us to do. Yeah, I may be calling some people out on this. But Jesus called the Pharisees out. He's the one that told the Pharisees they were living the wrong way. So, how are we any different from the Pharisees if we're going out and not doing anything God asks us to do while still saying, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian, I go to church on Sundays. I'm holy, you're not. Where's the sense in that? If Christ was here today, do you think that he would treat you like the sinners and go out and save them? Or the Pharisees and rebuke them? Another one is to obey God's law, the Ten Commandments. Yes, some people say, oh, we live in a New Testament age. Yes, but the Bible says that Christ did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So we still have to try to follow the Ten Commandments to the best of our abilities because these are guidelines that God gave way, way back in the day so that we could live a healthy, peaceful, beneficial life and not fight each other. So they are, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall make no idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And you shall not covet. Do any of us actually try to follow these things anymore? We're living in 2019. The age where so many people are falling away from God. Falling away from Christ. Who are saying sins are okay and following God isn't. So shouldn't this be the time where we try our hardest to follow these? 
We try our hardest to follow what Christ told us to do. Another one is to go the second mile. And now, just letting you know, I'm not giving all of the ones out of everything, every command that Christ gave, but just picking out the major big ones. Another one is to go the second mile. How many of us actually try to do that for other people? If someone asks us to do something, we don't only do that, but we do something else extra for free. Where someone asks us, hey, can I borrow your shoes? Yeah, here, you can have my shoes. I've got ten other pairs at home. Oh, whoops, you do, don't you? But you can't give one pair away to the homeless because they need them. I might be stepping on toes here. But some of these things are things that we really need to hear and understand. We've got people living on the streets while you've got 11 pairs of shoes, two, three, maybe four different styles of wardrobes because you need one for each season. And each wardrobe in that has 100 different pairs of clothes, 50 hats, and still not enough room to put everything in. So you need a bigger house. And a bigger house means more rooms. And more rooms mean more space. But that means more to take care of, which means you can't go out and take care of the homeless, orphans, and widows that Christ specifically told us to take care of. Okay. I understand that. Again, stepping on toes here. But... I'm saying this out of the love of my heart for you and the want for you to truly understand what a relationship with Christ is. And honestly, I don't want to see you suffering in hell. I'm doing this out of the love of my heart for you, calling some people out on this so that hopefully you can change your ways and truly become the disciple of Christ that God wants you to be. And I think the final one that I'm going to go with is to not judge others. We're going to get judged. That's just how it is. People aren't going to understand why we're following God, because to them it looks foolish. So we're going to get judged. No way around it, no way above it, no way below it. But that doesn't mean you can go out and judge other people who aren't following our same God because you know what they're doing is wrong, but how can you judge them because they don't know what they're doing is wrong? They think what they're doing is okay. And we were all there at one point. We were all the person who sinned, the person who actually a lot of, all of us still sin. It's our human nature, it's our old man nature, and we do end up stumbling into it. Should we judge other people when they don't believe in our God? When they don't have the same rules that we, should, that we follow? When they don't have the same mindset and the same ideals that we follow? Honestly, that sounds pretty foolish. When someone believes what they're doing is right and we go about and say, Oh, you're horrible for thinking that. Okay, why not instead of saying you're horrible for thinking that, or you're going to hell, say, hey man, 
I know you believe this to be true. I know all your life you've been living this way. But hey, are you hurting anybody with that? Yeah? Man, I've got a much better way to live life. You just want to come follow me and just see how I live and see how I love other people and see how I care for other people. Man, you don't have to, but I'm giving you the opportunity to step out and help people right now. Do you know how many people would rather see that and hear that than, hey man, you want to come to church with me? We got some pretty cool lights there. Or, hey man, want to come to church? We've got an awesome pastor. He wears the tightest clothes out there right now. No. All that's telling them is you spend a crud load of money on tech and you sp- the pastor spends a crud load of money on clothes. Now, if they've got the money for it while they're helping people, okay, I'm not going to say anything about that because they're still helping people in need. But when you got people doing that, and then inviting someone to church and they see how much money that they're spending to keep that stuff running, that person doesn't know what the church is doing outside of service. So why don't we go out and say, hey dude, just follow me. Just see how I live my life. Be my friend, man. I could use a friend like you. Talk with them. Build a relationship with them. Love them. See, one of the greatest, honestly, one of my favorite people in the Bible is Paul. Because he went from a life of literally killing Christians to a life so devoted to God you could not move him no matter what you did. He took that zeal and single-mindedness that he had when he was killing Christians because he thought it was the right thing and put that into spreading the love of God, going out to the nations and serving them and loving them, becoming like them, not committing their sin, but becoming like them so that he could build a relationship with them and they could see God in his life. And this brings us to the book of James. See, no one really knows who wrote the book of James. There were so many different Jameses in the Bible. I mean, heck, even my middle name's James, but I'm not in the Bible, so, okay. But, this whole book is basically dedicated to saying, look, faith without works is dead. One of the best quotes from this book, faith without works is dead. And you may be saying, but I thought works had nothing to do with salvation. Well, the thing with that is your works cannot get you into heaven. Your works have nothing to do with getting you into heaven. Your faith does. Believing in Christ, believing that he was God, he came and rose from, he came, died on the cross and rose from the dead. That faith and belief in that is what gets you into heaven. But, what good is that faith if you don't have the works to back it up? What good is that faith if you don't do as Christ did? See, in James 1, 22 through 25, he says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. 
Now I'll pause there. He is saying right here that if you only hear the word, if you only go to church on a Sunday and don't go out and do anything the rest of the week, if you only hear that word, you're deceiving yourself. You are lying to yourself. You are saying, I'm a Christian, while not actually being a Christian. You're saying, hey dude, I go to church on a Sunday, I'm a Christian. But you aren't going out and doing as Christ did. No, but it says, but be doers of the word. To go out and do as Christ did. And 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. See, if we don't do what we say, if we don't do what we hear, we will more than likely forget it. We will become unguarded. That's why in school they say to write down everything, to take notes. Because as you're doing that action, it helps you remember not just hearing it, but also hearing and writing it down. And I'm not saying to hear the pastor when he's preaching or hear your audiobook Bible and write down word for word what they're saying. But what I'm saying is you have to act upon it. You have to truly listen. Because as I went over with the youth at the church that I'm doing that trial at, last week, yeah, it was last week, you can hear things, but just because you hear it doesn't mean you're listening. Listening comes with an action. And if you don't do that action then you're not truly listening. So, guys, I'm begging you, stop sitting and hearing and start getting up and doing. Start being that dog that people are like, oh, don't go near him. He's going to bite you. You need to be that dog, not the one that you're like, yeah, that dog's just going to bark at you. He doesn't protect anyone. No, we must protect our faith. We must protect who we are in Christ. Jesus doesn't need protection. God doesn't need protection, but we do. So protect who you are in Christ. Instead of just hearing, go out and do. Go out and help others, serve others, love others. Because you can say, I love you. You can say to the homeless that, oh yeah, I love the homeless. But if you don't actually do it, if you don't go out and help them, saying it doesn't mean jack squat. So all of this, I'm saying out of the love of my heart, my love for you guys, my love for all my brothers and sisters in Christ, my love for the world, for all the people who are lost. Not the things of this world, because those, those are here and they just fade away. 
but I love those people. And if we are to reach those people, we can't keep sitting in a building. We can't keep listening to sermons every Sunday and not doing something. And I know, there are a lot of you out there who go out and do, and I love you, and I support you. And if there's any way I can help you in that, send me an email or hit me up on Instagram, and we can do something to help the communities. But for all of you who just sit and get fed over and over and over again, who just keep getting fattened up by the word, not pouring anything out. We need help, guys. And see, God gave us our cup to be filled by Him to overflowing. Not just so we could keep it there, but so we could pour into other people. Because once our cup starts overflowing, that's when we can have other people's cups out underneath it so they can catch the water, the living water of Christ. And once theirs becomes full, then it becomes overflowing, and they can have more cups underneath theirs. And it just keeps going on and on. But that means we have to do something. That means we have to follow Christ. Not just hear what Christ did, but truly follow Him. Let's pray. Lord, remind us that we need to follow you, not just hear you, but follow you, to do as you say. Because if we were to get everyone, every Christian, to truly follow you, this world could be changed. So many people could hear your word. And it would be their choice to let your name be the one they follow, to let you be the one they follow, Lord. Lord, I pray for the blessing of all my listeners, that you would just bless them and heal the sicknesses, provide peace for the families, and just be there for them. Let them feel your presence, Lord. You are the God of the universe. You created everything there is. And Lord, we thank you for it. We praise you for it. We love you for it. Amen.